and see what uh, encouragement and instruction uh, that we have for life that we find here in Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse 1, we'll read to verse 21. Hear the word of the Lord. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality, all impurity or covetousness, must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is a shameful, it's shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Thus ends the reading of God's holy and inspired word. May he add his rich blessing to our hearing and to our living of it. 33 years ago, I lived in Florida uh, while I was in flight school. I was a young Marine officer with a lovely bride who we did what we thought young couples without children do in the church. So that was to work with the youth. And it was through that experience that I came to know the Lord and was truly converted. See, I remembered from my days of working with the youth that we, we had a, a group t-shirt that had on it Ephesians 5.8. Um, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. And I look back on that time and realize that, you know, I had a very moralistic understanding of that command. You see, I was raised in the church, and I was a very moral young man to a degree. I was a, a Pharisee, uh, having a head knowledge of God, but not a heart knowledge of God. That's a common problem. 
So, you know, there are many people, you know, will read this passage and they come away with, don't do bad, do good. And, you know, that's basically what it's saying. But if that's all that you come away with, you're going to miss the point badly. You see, you must understand the focus of what Paul is saying or you will stumble along on your own way, you know, being self-focused in your own little world, trying to do your own good and failing to measure up to anything that is true good. So let's see what Paul has for us here this morning. Um, We're going to follow this outline. One, discipleship. Two, putting off the old man and Three, putting on the new man. And four, mutual submission. Now, um, you know Dave Silvernail is an adjunct professor at RTS DC and teaches homiletics. So I'm giving you four points today so I can get extra credit. (laughs) So anyway, let's start with uh, that first point, discipleship. Listen to it again, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Being a disciple is all about being a student, learning from and imitating the teacher. Christian discipleship is all about an intentionally intimate knowledge of Christ that changes us. The more we come to know Jesus, the more we become like him. Now, there's a big distinction between knowing and knowing about. Knowing about Jesus will not change you. However, knowing Jesus, as the Bible speaks of knowing, that does change you. Because the Holy Spirit comes and translates our head knowledge into heart knowledge. And it's followed by a change of who we are and what we do. And we become more like the one we follow. So as Paul calls us to be imitators of God, he is calling us to be disciples of Christ. Notice the therefore. Whenever you see the therefore, you need to ask what it's there for, right? So it points us backward to what has come before. Remember in Ephesians, the first three chapters are all indicatives. It's all teaching us the truths of the gospel. And then Paul shifts in the the last three chapters to imperatives on how to live in light of the gospel. And that's where we are here in chapter 5, as Paul is teaching us more about living in light of the gospel. And through the gospel, we are adopted into the family of God. And as, you know, we stand as dearly loved children, we're to grow up imitating our big brother Jesus. We're to to walk in love and give ourselves up just as Christ did for us. That's how we are to imitate him. Paul says the same thing in Romans 12, 1. Listen to it. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, as the... By the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. That's offering ourselves in the service of God for others. To the Lord, 
That's a pleasing sacrifice. That's a fragrant offering. Understand, <clears throat> that offering, it's a thank offering. It's not about atonement or appeasement. Christ has already made the atoning sacrifice once for all. There is now no more need for such sacrifices, nor is there any possibility of being able to make such a sacrifice. We either trust by grace through faith in the atoning sacrifice of Jesus in our behalf, or we must stand before the Lord and be judged on our own merit. Now, to stand before the Lord on your own merit is to be condemned already. Only the finished work of Christ saves. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. We are called to a great calling in Christ. We are called to live as we were designed to live, in love for God and one another. Another way to say this is to quote Jesus saying, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and daily follow me. What's that look like in your life? If you don't know, you should spend some time with the Lord in prayer asking that he reveal that to you. It would also behoove you to spend some time with more mature believers or with your peers who can help to speak into your life and help you think through that question. It's a worthy question. Um, I, I like to ask a lot of questions. Uh, you can ask the men that went on the retreat this weekend. That's mostly what I did was just spout questions at them which is a way of challenging them. It's a way of teaching by, you know, I don't need to teach you a lot of information. Most of you are well-trained and well-taught, and you know all that. But when I ask questions, I want you to think and put that knowledge to use. Let's go on to the second point, putting off the old man. Verse 3, but, sex, but sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not be named, must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness nor foolishness talk, foolish talk or crude joking which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Remember now how Paul opens the letter. Remember he addressed it to the saints at Ephesus. Believers are saints. Now, you may look at the, the person on, next to you on the row and think, um, maybe I should doubt that. But in Christ, indeed, we are saints, the holy ones of God. Martin Luther used a phrase that has caused much controversy, but I think it captures who we are. He said, we are at once justified and yet still a sinner. 
this imitating Christ thing, it's not easy for us because we are sinners. You know, our fallenness runs deep, touching every facet of our being, every facet of our person. It takes conscious effort for us to stop sinning and to instead do what is pleasing to the Lord. That's what saints are supposed to do. And by the power of the Spirit, indeed, that's what saints do. We put away sexual immorality and impurity and covetousness. Those things are part of the old man that Paul speaks of elsewhere, but the old man, the sinner, must die, and we must kill the old man daily. And as we kill him, and we put off the shackles and the slavery of sin, and we take on the freedom and joy of righteousness. Look at Paul's list here of things we're to put off. Filthiness, foolish talk, crude joking. I love what he says here. These things are out of place. They don't belong. They stand out as not fitting in. They take up space that doesn't belong to them. Therefore, get rid of them. Fill up that space with thanksgiving. Have you ever known a thankful person? I've known some, some people that were always thankful in every situation in which I encountered them. And they just seemed to radiate thankfulness. And I found some of those people to be rather tiresome. Uh, because I couldn't relate to their experience. And as I have matured in the Lord, I have discovered those people are more mature than I am. Because they have a deeper appreciation of what is theirs in Christ. And they want to give him all the praise and thanksgiving. So Lord, make me a thankful person all the time. I've said it many times and in many different ways. There are two kinds of people in the world. Those who walk in darkness, those who walk in the light. And those who walk in darkness, you will know because they live lives that are marked by sexual immorality or impurity or covetousness, idolatry. They are unrepentant sinners and what they, they have to look forward to, it's terrifying. They are called the sons of disobedience. They have no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. And they will experience the fullness of God's wrath against sin and their life is a living death and their death will be eternal. And Paul says, that's the way you used to walk. If indeed you are trusting by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That's what you were, but now you are light in the Lord. Think about it. What, what a marvelous truth this is. Listen to Jesus when he says in John 5, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. If we've passed from death to life, if we no longer live in darkness, but in light, 
then let us live that way. Let's live as children of light. This is our third point, putting, off the new, or putting on the new man. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Put on the new man. And there's not room for the old. Fill up the empty space with good things and there is no room for the bad. In 1 John chapter 1, we read this. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Think about what is good and right and true. What is pleasing to the Lord? What does it mean to walk in the light well, think for a moment. What is Paul calling his readers to do here? Remember, he's calling us to be imitators of God. As beloved children, he's calling us to discipleship, to an intimate knowledge of Jesus that is lived out in a changed life. Do you want to know what is good and right and true? Look to Jesus. Look to the word of God and you will find it. If you want to do what pleases the Lord, ask for the Holy Spirit to give you strength to put on the new man. and to Step out in faith. And he'll do that. Now look at verse 11. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. Pay careful attention here. What's Paul saying? Are we to spend our time going about exposing sin? Think about all the, the scandals that are now taking place uh, because of the ease of recording people surreptitiously. Um, it's that kind of thing, Paul. Is that what he's talking about? No. Our focus is not to be going about exposing people's sin. We are to be about the business of walking in the light. We are to be imitators of God. And as we do those things, we are pleasing to God. And the fruitless deeds of darkness will be exposed all around us because our actions will shine the light upon those things. Not purposefully, but they will be exposed for what they are. Those things that are shameful to even speak of are going to be seen for what they are. And that's why we're called to put on such things as the new life and the new man and put off the old man, put off the old sinful ways. Verse 13. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. When the evil that people do is exposed 
the evil is shown to be what it is. And those who do that evil are exposed as those who walk in darkness, doing by nature what comes naturally to them because their deeds are evil. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Here's a compilation of Paul, uh, a couple of verses, probably from the Old Testament, specifically from Isaiah 60. It says, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. We aren't going to spend much time on this other than to say this. This is a call. It's a call to unbelievers and to believers alike to live in the light even as Isaiah speaks of the coming Messiah. Paul is saying, the Messiah has come. Wake up. Your redemption is at hand. No longer are you slaves to darkness and sin. Christ offers light and freedom. Walk in that way. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that's debauchery. We live in a fallen world, and we can't escape that. Times in which we live are evil, and what else would you expect? We live in the end times. We are not called as Christians to gather into our protected little enclaves and shun the world. No, we are to go out and shine the light of Christ in our putting off of the old man and putting on the new. And we are to walk in wisdom, doing the will of the Lord. Anything else is foolishness. There is no wisdom in getting drunk or any such debauchery, whatever it might be. We're not just talking about alcohol consumption here. We're talking about how you eat, how you spend your time, your internet usage. I just went from preaching to meddling. Um, your video game usage, your time spent in recreation, and the list goes on and on. You know in your heart of hearts what that is. The question is, are you turning these things into idols? Are these things detracting from your devotion to God? If you love something more than you love God, that is an idol, and you're giving yourself to that thing. And in doing so, that is called debauchery. This is not what we are called to. Therefore, Paul goes on to say this. Move to our fourth point in mutual submission. He says, but be filled with the Spirit. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Rather than walking in darkness, we are to walk as children of light. And that means to walk in the Spirit. If we are not filled with the Holy Spirit, we will never walk in the light. Not truly. You know, there, there are those who go around and they, they parade around aping that kind of walk. And they deceive themselves. And sometimes they are able to deceive others. And our walking in the light will expose the foolishness and darkness of others' sinful lives. 
you'll know the people filled with the Spirit because they will be the ones who, in thankfulness, are imitators of Christ. Paul continues to give us some more practical instruction. What else are we to do? We're to worship together. And when we do, the songs we sing minister to one another. Christians are to be a singing people. I know the power of song because I've witnessed it. I've experienced it many times. And I've sought to, to minister to people with song in the hospital, and in the midst of grief, and in the midst of happy occasions. It's part of our life. I think some of the, the most moving times of singing with believers is with those who are close to death. There's a power that brings comfort and assurance as the words of the gospel are sung. We are a people who sing, whether it be while our feet are in the stocks in the prison or while we celebrate our great Savior on a sunny Sunday morning. Or while we're holding a loved one's hand as they're on their deathbed. Our music is powerful. And that's why God has given us that gift. So we are to sing, to encourage one another, and to worship God. And we are to give thanks in all these things to our Heavenly Father through the Son. And we do it when we pray and when we sing. And these things help us to continue walking in the light. They are means of grace that the Holy Spirit gives us to grow us in grace. And that brings us to the last little phrase. It's so important. Verse 21. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. What has Christ done for believers? Look back at verse 1. He loved us. Gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God on our behalf that we might be saved. That we might walk in the light. That we might walk in life. Christ did that for you and he did that for every believer. Therefore, we are to submit to one another out of reverence for our great God and Savior Jesus. We are being called here to discipleship. What are we to do? Be imitators of Jesus. Not aping his actions or parroting his words, but being transformed in our being by the Holy Spirit that we might truly be like him. He was and is the light of the world, and we are called to walk in that light, loving God with our whole being. We are also called to love one another even as we love ourselves. So, what are we supposed to do with all of this? Well, we've been talking about following Jesus by walking in the light, in submission to his lordship, and in submission to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Is that reflective of your life? Is that reflective of the body life of your church? These are things we need to wrestle with. These are things we need to consider and ask the Holy Spirit to work mightily in our lives to bring us more and more into conformity to our Lord Jesus, that as we walk, we walk as children of light. Let's pray together.
Father in heaven, you are awesome. And we come before you in the precious name of Jesus, knowing that in him we are accepted in the beloved that we are delighted in, even with singing. Help us to grasp that. Help us to, to wrap our minds around that and to delight day in and day out to walk in the light and to put off the old man and to put on the new and to follow faithfully our Savior Jesus, taking up our cross, knowing that his burden is easy. burden is light because we don't walk in our own strength we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and so Lord move mightily in us by your grace and by your spirit that we might be more like Jesus we pray in Jesus name amen